Well, Coach, here we are back for the 50th season of Westlake football. When you mention this, and you've mentioned this time and time again, about when you and Elizabeth came here six years ago, and, and really this was not only just a dream job, but a bucket list job for you. The folks that were here 50 years ago, if they're not here, they're in your heart. And I'd just like to know how you envision this 50th season kicking off. Personally, I'm just, I feel very blessed to be a part of this at this point and be the head coach and athletic director. Our entire football team knows exactly what this means to the history of our program, what this means to Westlake Hills, the people that have come before us. But, you know, personally, it's Ken Dabbs, it's Abby Neptune, my father-in-law, it's Ron Schrader, you know, it's Derek Long. I uh, can go on and on and on about the coaches, you know, the former players, you know, the great players that have been here. We want to understand at one point in Westlake history, this was a dirt road. And because of a lot of other people that came before us, we're, we're being able to ride on a beautiful super lane highway because of what's come before us. It's our job as coaches and it's our job as our team is with our play, with our toughness, with our character is to respect what came before us. You always talk about giving your kids a history lesson before they play their opponent. Do you find yourself finding ways to educate them this being so celebrated with 50 years of Westlake football? Yeah, I do. I do. And uh, I have, and I will continue to as we go on. Uh, and I think it's important that, that they take pride in where they are and they, they understand how fortunate they are to be in a great program. And they're part of this great program, And but we're not entitled to a great season this year. We, we've got to go out and we've got to make our own season. You know, we have a tradition to uphold. You know, we're not going to lower the bar, but there's been a lot of people that came before us that put us in position to do this. And there's been a blueprint, not only when myself and my staff have been here, but also since we've been here. You always talk about having a plan to win. You reiterated that during Shapfest. You said it again during Quarterback Club. And I find that the goal board has become not only a staple of our conversations, but a staple of everybody else's conversations where the data and the numbers really reflect how you play a football game as a team. For those who might be listening to No Huddle with Todd Dodge for the first time, describe how important and how vital a goal board and a plan to win is so important for Westlake football? Well, one of the things I want our players to understand as they prepared for this game, they could start to feel that nervousness because their competitors start to happen. They'd understand that we have a plan. Everybody in the state of Texas uh, at 7.15 to Friday night are going to be absolutely jacked up and ready to win a football game. When it's 0-0, everybody's fired up. Along the way, do they have a plan when things are going good? Do they have a plan when adversity hits? Do they have a plan down in and down out about just the production? And that's what our goal board does for us. I want it to be a, a sense of comfort for our team to know all we got to do is stay in the moment, okay? Because you really can't go farther than one to three plays without meeting something on our goal board that is going to attribute to us checking that box uh, at the end of the night. If we check enough of those boxes, as we've said before, there is a high, high probability that we'll win the game. When you look at your team overall, obviously the difference between you know the professional game and the difference between the college and high school game is personnel. You don't get to keep them around. There's no there's no free agency. You don't have the opportunity to look the same year in and year out. You might have the same type of offense or the same type of defense, but in the end, it's all about the guys that are there in the moment, their athletic ability, their care factor. All of that matters when looking at the personality of a team through spring, through training camp, 
What's the personality of this team going into Friday night against Belton? Well, I will say this. They've been a lunch pail type of group. You know, they really have. We're not even close to being where we want to be right now as far as the consistency of our practices, but that we're continually teaching that. They're getting close. There's so much room for improvement as we as we continue to go through our season. We're going to absolutely count on the veterans on this team. We do have a nice little collection of guys who played a lot of football, and it's their job is to show the way, and it's their job to play really, really well uh, early in the season that we should not have to worry about a guy who's got 15 plus starts losing his mind on Friday night I mean all of these guys that have played a bunch of football for us you know have played in front of you know anywhere from 10 to 25,000 people in their careers there are going to be guys that are young that are going to come out of nowhere and all of a sudden within two or three weeks are going to be household names that nobody knows about there's going to be others that the speed of the game may be too fast for them right now but it's those veterans uh, that we have to play really well early and we've got I feel like we've got enough on each side of the ball to, to lead the way. We can talk about Sage Luther. We can talk about a number of guys that have played a lot of football for you. But in borrowing what you just talked about, kind of the microcosm of that, no one knows who they are until they make a splash. Well, we go literally a year ago. At this time, we had no idea who Leo Lowen was. He starts at corner, out of position, a position that he's learning how to play on the fly, winds up getting an interception in the ball game, and then not only has a great junior season, but also has a great junior campaign in baseball. And now, obviously, when you commit to West Point, there's a lot going on from the neck up with him. And I like the way that it's it's his hard work showing the way guys like him showing the way that, hey, if you want to be good, I was you last year. Do you find that that's kind of the interpersonal communication between the veterans and the young guys that are that are on the squad for the first time? Yes, absolutely. Leo is a perfect example of a guy that is hugely respected around here. He's a captain for a reason. And one of the things when captains are elected, I always sit down with the captains and I said, this is a reason why they chose you as a captain. This is what they see in you. He's a guy that if he stands up in front of the team and says something, they're going to listen. He's got a lot of substance to him. Uh, he's a very versatile football player. He is going to be a starting safety for us. He is going to drop down the box and play some linebacker for us. He's going to be our punter. He's going to be on our heavy packages on our goal line. He's going to be the same position that Jake Ellinger played last year. All of a sudden, we go from a guy who's trying to figure things out and had never started a varsity game 365 days ago, and he can handle it. I mean, he absolutely absolutely can handle it. He's he's a guy that the stage is never too big for. Competitiveness, I think, is where you find a lot of what is going to work for you with different personnel, guys who are going to start, guys who are going to be in a key role. You know, we've always talked about the quarterback position over the last three or four years, Coach, and, and what I think is healthy is the amount of competition and the difference in talent that you have with the three guys that, that fought hard for the starting job. Different makeup, different size, different types of athleticism. A lot of coaches or a lot of pundits out there outside of the field house would say, okay, that's a, that's a problem. It's not a problem. It's, it's absolutely a blessing. And I want your take off that blessing as a quarterback coach and as a guy that has worked with that position your entire career. Right. Well, first of all, we have found out around here that a deep quarterback room is a good thing. You know, we went through that with Sam his senior year. We went through that with Taylor at the end of last year in the playoffs. That's why we do what we do with our quarterback training program. We're going to try to have uh, more than just one guy that you hang your hat on. 
and we've been fortunate around here. In the five years we've been here, we've pretty much had two quarterbacks. And now the depth that we have at the quarterback position, you know, is at an all-time high. When I coached at Southlake to have a quarterback room at one time of three back-to-back-to-back players of the year in the state of Texas, when you had Chase Daniel and you had Greg McElroy and you had Riley Dodge, you know, so it was a deep room. This bunch, you know, is as close to that as I've had as far as guys that, that I feel that can go lead a football team. So we've got two guys in Kirkland and in Drew that have been in this room for a long time. They've played in meaningful snaps, but one of them started one game, one of them started another game. I'm anxious as their coach is to continue to evaluate them. And then we've got a young one that has put himself in a position to compete. You know, I told him last spring that uh, as a as a freshman that I was going to turn him loose and let him get in the hunt to compete. And uh, he's never blinked an eye. It is absolutely not a problem at all. If it is a problem, I think there's probably a lot of people in the state would love to have that problem on having the depth that we have. And I don't think that's going to be a problem at all. Defensively, obviously, you come off one of the most spectacular years uh, when it comes to not only the amount of success that Tony Salazar's unit had last year, but but improving. If I thought that you could improve from what the 2017 team was able to accomplish, they did that in spades in 2018. Now with a different group and a different mindset, I'm going to let you brag on your defensive coordinator a little bit. There's not many people in the state of Texas that can do what Tony Salazar can do with a bunch of different players. Right. Duly noted how I feel about Tony, and we've been together. This is be our seventh year together. I wouldn't trade him for anybody in the state of Texas. He does a great job of, of teaching our defense to our assistant coaches. They do a great job of, of teaching that to our defensive players. We're fortunate to have some, some good athletes on defense. We're also fortunate to have some very intelligent players that are interchangeable parts. That said, this is the first game of the year coming up. We've got one, two, three, four, five of them that are going to start that have played a whole lot of football. There's going to be six other of them out there that this will be their first varsity start. You know, the one thing that um, we want our players to do is to go out and uh, and execute what we're doing, be physical, stop the run, rally to the pass. Give me the coach-to-player behind-the-scenes conversation of what you would say individually to a player. That- trust your training. Trust the relationship you have with your position coach and your coordinator. Uh, I just got through meeting with them just a little while ago. I said, I promise you, there's nothing that's going to be run defensively, offensively, or kicking game that we haven't repped over and over and over. I said, and also, if there is an adjustment to be made on offense or on defense, it's going to be something that we have installed. We talk about the game day expectations. I went ahead and threw one of them out there before we actually are going to go over them before the game. And, and one of them is dream the beautiful dream. And what that means is visualize the game in a positive, positive manner. What does visualization mean? I mean, everybody sits around and daydreams. Are you a guy that sits around and daydreams about positive things? Are you yourself being successful? Or are you a guy that sits around and worries about making a mistake? We're not going to be a team that's going to beat ourselves up through our own bad visualization. So we got to teach our players how to do that, encourage them to do that, and also tell us, listen, this is a game. You know, it's really important to us. It's important to our community. It's Texas high school football. But you know what? No one, if you make a mistake, no one's going to fry you up and eat you. This is not life and death. If you make a mistake, it's okay. We'll come back from that. Coaches, always thanks for the time. Good luck. Thank you.